Hey there. Welcome to Walk in the Word. I'm your host, Robin Boone. I am so glad you have joined me on this journey of transformation. Walk in the Word is a podcast where we are learning to live according to the Word of God. Not only live according to His Word, but we are being transformed as we renew our minds in His Word. So, I want you to stay tuned. We have a great episode for you today. I pray that you are blessed and remember to share. God bless you. Hang on. I'll be right back. Hello. Hope you're having a great, great day. This episode, I want to spend some time just sharing who I am, sharing what God has done in my life. My salvation testimony. What happened to change my life? What did God do in my heart to bring me to himself? Now I want to start out with the scripture, which is, I call my life scripture. The the Bible, of course, is, I mean, full of life in the word. Absolutely. But there's one Um, passage that really has just is the foundation for this life right here okay and it's proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 and this is it trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Or in the King James, it says he will direct your paths. And that was read from the New King James Version. And trusting in the Lord with all your heart is not an easy matter, but it's what has guided me all these years from the time when I acknowledged Christ as my Lord and Savior until today. Now, this is the part that is an unfolding. It's a process. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That right there, sometimes I get challenged that you're not trusting him with your whole heart. You're trusting him with part of you. You're not giving him your full trust. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Always trying, but not always hitting the mark. And then, and lean not on your own understanding. That is easier said than done. Now, I know it can be done because the Word of God, it's really what we must do as believers. Leaning on the word of God, getting God's understanding and God's perspective, God's wisdom, his counsel, rather than my own. And when I lean on my own understanding, I fall. Because you can only lean so far on your own understanding. There's limit. There are limits to it. So let me just share um my testimony with you 
and that way you'll get to know me a little better. So I've been doing these podcasts for actually two years this past September, which to me is amazing because there were times when I just was like, I'm done. I'm done. You know, nobody's listening. I don't know what to say, but I have been challenged over and over again to keep showing up. That's even if it's one person, two people, three people listening, God has something to say through me and and my voice matters. That was a realization I came to probably probably about a year ago that my voice does matter. And numbers are not the issue. If God has given me something to do, he's given me this assignment. And so I must be faithful to it. I must be faithful to it. So, I spent a good part of my life, a good part of my life, looking for significance, acceptance, and love from other people. And as I looked for this significance, acceptance, and love, and approval also, it led me to making some really bad decisions in my life. And the consequences of those decisions matched. Now, what I do know and I understand is that the consequences for my decisions could have been much worse. They were bad, but they could have been much worse. But as I look back, I see that God's hand was on my life. And I see that God's hand was on my life because I had praying grandparents. My maternal grandmother and her husband, who was my step-grandfather, were saved. Now, my step-grandmother was saved later in life, kind of like my mom and kind of like me later in life. And when I say later in life, I, I mean like, you know, mid-20s, early 30s. My mom probably a little later than that. But I just remember times when they would pray for us. My grandmother would take us to church. Um, We didn't live with her or even in her area. We were a couple of hours away and then over time further away than that. But whenever we visited, we were in church. (laughs) And my grandmother... Um, She went to, I I believe it was a Methodist church. I'm not sure, but I'll never, I pray I never forget this man and his wife, Reverend Jacobson. Yeah, Reverend Jacobson and his wife, they were so loving and so kind. This was in upstate New York. Um, It was a predominantly Caucasian church. As a matter of fact, I think my grandparents were the only um, African-Americans in that church. And But they treated the four of us, the grandchildren, myself and my brothers, with so much love. As a matter of fact, outside of my extended family, that was where we, or I know I did, experienced such love. And that love has stayed with me. The acceptance, 
all of that we experienced. Now, had we been there, you know, more frequently, maybe that would have sunk in and, and spilled over into my life. But, you know, that's the past. And so I just wanted to share that, um, that, that foundation that God gave me. So I was aware of God. I knew loosely, I use that word, of his love for me. But I still, you know, I still grew up and still dealt with these uh, bad decisions and the consequences. Uh, I knew about prayer from my grandma and also, well, we used to call it grandmother. We didn't do the grandma, grandpa thing. We did grandmother and grandfather. <laughs> so, um, so when I got older and as a young adult, I started going to church with my mom who had recently gave it, given her life to Christ. She had recently accepted Christ and she started going to this uh, church and I started going. And, and when I started going as a young adult, I had already been in sin and, you know, um, doing my own thing, but still under my mom's roof. And I, when I started going to this church, I started realizing that I needed something more. Like there was something about the whole church environment and, and the singing and the, the people praising God and, you know, just, just everybody gathered in one place. There was something I felt my soul needed. I didn't understand what it was at the time. So what I did was I, at a certain point in my life, I was probably, I think I was 17 because I was about to graduate from high school. And I remember exactly what I was wearing. I, I remember exactly what I was wearing this day. And so I, I actually, when the call actually before the call, cause you know, there's this call to salvation. And so before I went, before they made the call to salvation, I knew it was coming, you know, like anybody wants to give their life to Christ. This is after the preacher preaches and choir sings again. And I actually had gotten up. I used to sit with my mom in the balcony. Do you know to this day, like blankety blank years later, my mom still sits in the balcony. The church is the same, different location, but she loves sitting in the balcony because you can see everything, right? But I went from the balcony and then I went downstairs and I was on my way to the altar before they gave the altar call. And somebody got me and they said, oh, it's not time yet. So they sat me down close to the front, but not at front. And I, I kind of felt a little foolish, but I was like, oh, no, I'm going to do this. So I went forward, but I actually didn't know that it was to give my life to Christ. So when I went forward, I just went forward to, you know, say I wanted to, I wanted to change in my life. Not specifically, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. So I, I did that. Um, they took me in the back and, you know, they said what to do and all of this. And I would be baptized. And although I don't know that I was baptized there, but anyway, they went through the whole spiel. Right. And so um, that was kind of that. But I did start going to church. I did get very involved in Bible study, young adult choir, prayer meetings. I mean, I was doing it all. But that lasted maybe a few years. And then I started going back. 
I really started backsliding. I, and then I left. I just stopped going to church. And then I did my, I started doing my own thing again. Well, I actually was doing my own thing the whole time. So I don't want to make this too long. But it didn't take me long to get back into the same life that I was living and, you know, actually getting worse as far as um, the life I was living. Promiscuity, uh, drinking, partying. And so with those, I, I even tried not... I even tried marijuana a couple times. I tried smoking. Um, but for some reason, those things did not stick with me. The smoking and the marijuana, they did not stick. Thank the Lord. I honestly am grateful to him that those did not stick, even though some friends that I had were involved, heavily involved in those things. But I'm so grateful. And I believe, I honestly believe, that the prayers that my grandmother and grandfather were praying and my mom were praying, kept me from some things. So I experienced more of the same rejection, disappointment, hurt, heartbreak, serious heartbreaks, serious heartbreaks. And then years later, after all these decisions and all of this heartbreak, I literally was at the end of myself which is, I believe, where God wanted me to be. Not necessarily the paths that I took to get there, but I was at the end of myself. So I found myself face down on the floor in my living room as an adult. I was broken. I was broken. I was broken. Not only was I broken by my own sin and by the weight of those sins, I was broken because somehow, now I had never, the thing about it is, I had never stopped praying. And after a while, I started going back to church. I, I started becoming regular attender. I really did. I, I started serving God. At some point, I did confess Jesus Christ, but I still was on the fringes. But at this point, I was on my face before God, two, three o'clock in the morning, and I was broken. And what God showed me, there's, there's so much to this story, but I just wanted to kind of touch on certain parts. What God showed me was how I was hurting him, how I was bringing grief, even now, just, wow, how I was bringing grief to his heart. That broke me more than the weight of my own sin. The fact that this God, who by then I knew was my heavenly father, was hurting because of what, how I was living and the decisions I was making. Not only was he hurting because of my sin, he was hurting because I was hurting. Because I was broken, he was hurting. He was grieving for me and he was calling me and he had been pursuing me. I understood finally that what I had heard about Jesus loving me so much that he died for me, something that I could not do for myself, I finally got it. 
it clicked. God brought it all together for me. The pieces of the puzzle he brought. I understood that Jesus was crucified. I understood he died a horrible death. I understood that he was buried. I understood that he rose. I understood that I could be forgiven. I could live forever. I could have victory over everything that was dragging me down and holding me back in my life. I could have victory over sin. I could have victory over fear. I could have victory over loss. I could have victory over heartbreak. So I get at that time I gave up. I laid on that floor and I cried out to God and I gave up. I gave it all up. I gave up the life, the mindset. I gave up the sin. I gave it all. I surrendered. I said, Lord, I'm done. I'm done living like this. I'm done with these decisions. I'm done with the concept. I'm done. I can't live life for myself anymore. I can't do it. I prayed. I admitted my sin. This time, even though I had accepted Christ in all these years, you know, and started going back, I had accepted him. But this time, I wanted him to be Lord. I asked him to be Lord. I said, Lord, you take it all. Not without struggle since then, you know, because we still are in the flesh. But I mean, I was like, I'm the, take it, Jesus. You can have me, whatever you need. Just take me, you know, and I have never looked back. I'm going to tell y'all, I've never looked back other than looking back at how far God has brought me, other than seeing God's handiwork in my life. I see the times when he protected me. I see the times when he loved me, when I could not and did not love myself. I see the times when I did terrible things and he still loved me. He still forgave me. He loved me right back to his loving arms time and time again. Accepting him as my Lord and Savior, let me tell you, was the best decision I ever made in my whole life. Best decision ever. <laughs> oh, it was the best. Listen, it was the best decision for myself. It was the best decision for my family. Listen, when we accept Christ, it changes the whole trajectory of our lives. And it also changes where the live, lives of our family members are going. Had I not accepted Christ, where would my daughter be? Where would my son be? Where would my grandchildren be? Had I not stopped the enemy in his tracks from having his way in my life? Where would they be when it came to a decision that I made when life got hard as a believer and I was ready to give up, y'all. I was ready to give up. Where would they be had I given up on God? Because life was just too hard. I'm going to tell you this story and then I'm going to close I'm going to stop this episode because it's getting long. I, I'm not doing exactly everything I wanted to do. But let me share this particular story with you because it is vivid in my mind. And it was a turning uh, It was another turning point in my life as a believer. Life had gotten hard. 
I continue to, I still not living a perfect life. As a believer, I still made some bad decisions, but definitely not as bad as before. But I still did not make good decisions. I still, it's a process. So I was still in that process, still there, but better, more mature. So in that process, I found myself again at a crossroads in my life as a Christian. Now, I already knew I could not unsave myself. But I was ready at this time to turn my back on God. I was ready to go back out in the world, leave leave going to church, leave all of that. No more church, no more Bible study, no more choir, no more singing, no more praise team, no more of this. My daughter was fairly young. So I was in my kitchen just crying, just just, just faltering under the weight of life. And some of it wasn't bad decisions. It was just the direction my life was going. I was not happy. Um, so I was in the kitchen. And I believe my daughter was away with her grandparents at this time. So I was home. I was alone. I was in this small apartment. And um, I said, God, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I just can't do it. Now, I'm a Christian, okay? I can't do this. I can't live this life anymore. Nothing's changing. As a matter of fact, things are getting worse. So, I was in my kitchen, and I I had my back to the sink. So, I'm, I'm, I'm backwards at the sink. So, I'm facing out into the, you know, this little eating area. And I'm crying. And I'm crying out to God. I'm like, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm... But what I did was, I said, Lord, there's a line. I envisioned in my mind a line. And I said, God, if you don't help me right now, I'm going to cross If you don't help me right now, I'm going to step over this line, this invisible line that I drew in my mind. I'm going to step over this line and I'm not coming back. I'm going to step over this line and we're going to leave everything. I'm leaving church. I'm leaving everything that has to do with being a Christian. Now, I still knew at that time I could not unsave myself. But to me, that wasn't the issue. The issue was the other stuff. A lot of stuff going on at church and me and life. I said, God, please, I don't want to do this, but I don't feel like I have a choice. And so what the Holy Spirit did at that moment was miraculous for me. What he spoke to me, he said, if you go back, what will happen? What will happen to your daughter? He, gave, he said her name. I won't say her name. But he said, what will happen to your daughter if you go back? And right then and there, I could not cross that line. Because I meant what I said. 
God stopped me from going back by showing me what would happen to my daughter if I turned away from him. So if you get tempted or when you get tempted to turn around or to have a fling or to go on back in the world or life gets just too hard and you feel like you can't take any more pain as a believer and it would be better to relieve yourself with the things of this world, to relieve the pain with the things that this world has to offer. Don't do it. Because somebody's life will be impacted by your turning away from God. Where would my children be had I walked away? They've struggled, of course. We're human. But thank God. And everybody's story is not like mine. But I thank God because he knew what I needed. He knew that I was devoted to my daughter. He knew that my heart's desire was to raise her in the church, to raise her knowing God and at the appointed time raise her in such a way that at the appointed time she would give her life to Jesus. To raise my son in such a way that at the appointed time he would give his life to Christ and live for him. And that wouldn't have happened had I turned away from God. At least not in this way. So, I'm so grateful that he saved me. And not only that he saved me, but that he kept me. I am grateful, y'all. And I believe the same for you. That if you're not saved, he can save you. And if you are saved, he can and will keep you. When life gets hard, trust him with all of your heart. Don't lean into your own understanding. Acknowledge the Lord God, Jesus Christ, in all of your ways. And he will direct your paths. He will make your path straight when you want to veer off and go onto a crooked path. Let him bring you back onto the straight and narrow path. Listen, thanks for listening. Thank you so much. God bless you. Do share with someone who would be blessed. By this, my testimony, <laughs> there were other things I wanted to share, but this is the way the Holy Spirit has led me. So I pray that you've been blessed and encouraged. You take care. I'll see you next week. Bye.